0: Hook'em up with E and Rod P.
1: Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. We roll on our four of our five. That's right. Five hours a day, five days a week. Austin's only. And certainly best morning sports conversation and really sports conversation. Vinny kind well, in the ATX and beyond. Appreciate you finding us. However you do. If you've been with us this morning. You've learned a lot about uh, Texas Baylor. for so the Cowboys defense. Ty's got a challenge coming up. Ty produced our producer Ty Henderson, head to head punt passing kick competition with uh, Casey Studdard on mm. Thursday
2: with an NFL player, retired NFL player, retired now still. father of three. Man, yeah, that keeps right. you active though. Come Come on, last now. time
1: we saw Casey, Casey's
2: he's lost weight, lost some weight. He's probably lost probably fit 50 pounds. Yeah, but Easy. the
1: winter is coming.
2: The winter Remember, he, he is coming. He'll hibernate. He oh, that's true. Yeah, you want to gain a little weight. You know what I mean? He wants to be huggable in the winter. You know, he's,
1: he's Huggy Bear. <laughs> What'd you call the
2: Baylor Bears when you were playing
1: them, the Care Bears?
2: Care Bears, man. It's Care Bears. Care Bears stare. They were not very good back then. They're not that bad. So they are not the 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 cow the Care Bears they were in the early 2000s. We played them. We would beat them routinely by 40 points. I'm not making that up. And that was what uh, Guy Morris, maybe? It, I believe it was Kevin Steele.
1: Oh, the current Alabama. Defensive I believe it was
2: Kevin Steele back then, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think and it was Kevin Steele. You guys
1: were uber talented.
2: Yeah, but they, Baylor was just, I mean, like I said, they were, there was an, that might have been the lowest point for Baylor football, honestly. I'm, I can't remember Baylor being worse than that.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, I'd say I'm not over, over, uh overselling Texas here or not, not, but taking you think this. they're,
2: you think they're pretty low well, right just, now, too. Because
1: we've seen three games for each team. And if Texas plays their game and Baylor plays the game we've seen them for three games, this game won't be very close. But obviously, it's football and um, Baylor could play their best game. And they could play you at could a higher play, level yeah. than we've seen them. Texas could play down to competition, which they've done. But if they played what they played the first three games, I don't think, you know, I think 14 about right, maybe bigger. I think 17, 21, kind of, you know, kind of a 37, 14, 437, 17 kind of game. But, you know, that's just my assessment of looking because Baylor's got, if Blake Shapin was playing, this kind of reminds me of the Oklahoma yeah. game last year when Dylan Gabriel went out. Oklahoma didn't have a backup quarterback, right? And no chance. And Texas beat them forty nine to nothing, and their offense was ridiculous. And and what I've seen from this Sawyer Robertson in games against because he he played in the Texas State game that they mm-hmm. lost because that's where Shapin got hurt and he threw a pick. Then he played against Utah and threw two horrible picks, uh, and then he played last week and threw his first touchdown pass against Long Island. But he even against Long Island where I'm thinking you know what Baylor's gonna try to establish. This quarterback, because knowing that they may have to use him again the following weekend against Texas, we need to build some confidence against Long Island, an O and 3 team out know, of the FCS level, and they really didn't. They just ran the ball and kind of protected the quarterback.
2: Can I throw one other thing out there, too, that may concern me about this game? Um, like I said, I'm with you. Uh, I, I believe Texas is going to win, cover the number, and they, they, they should win. They, they should be ahead comfortably before they even get to the fourth quarter. That would be my thought. I agree. So I agree with everything you're saying. I will say this, though. What concerns me a little bit is Texas on money downs. They've still not yet figured out money downs.
1: Yeah, 37%. 30, 4th, third, we're 34 now.
2: Right? Third, third and fourth down. They Actually, probably doing better on fourth downs this year than third downs. But they still haven't really figured out the money downs. And I think money downs are all about... It, they kind of go back to your identity and who you are as a team is how you're going to approach money downs, uh, which is money downs. So this third downs, where we're talking about, third and fourth downs are considered money downs where you're trying to convert. And if you're Texas, you'd like to get into the situation where you don't even have to rely on your, your inability right, to uh, consistently convert those money downs by just getting first downs on first and second down. Now there's some offenses that are so prolific that Lincoln Riley was like this for years, probably still is, where he gets so many first downs converted on first and second down that he doesn't see third down as much, <laughs> right? Right. And I think for Sark maybe that's a different way to approach it too, and you could do that in a lot of different ways. But um, I think Texas first percentage of first on first and second down is around 53 percent. It's a little under 54 percent, so 53.8 uh, percent. Baylor actually, you know, Baylor's hovering around 60%. And Baylor's offense is terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, so, like, I I think for Texas, that's one thing that concerns me in this game is money downs because Baylor could dial things up just for third and medium, third and long. And they could come with some of those three high looks, not something they major or minor in, but they could come with some of those looks just on those money downs. You could come with the amoeba front, simulated pressures, second-level pressures on those third and longs or third and mediums on those money downs. That's something just because Texas hasn't been good at it. They weren't good at it last year, and they haven't really been good at it this year so far on money downs. They've been able to win in spite of their inability to be consistently – uh, you know, consistently converting some of those crucial money downs on third down, so that that worries me a little bit in this Baylor game That could come back to haunt you.
1: Agreed, and yeah. that that's how it'll be close if if Texas turns the football over. And the way they'll turn the football over is if they get themselves into second and third and long, and then Dave Aranda can dial up some disguise coverages and and mm-hmm. and some packages that can confuse the quarterback. He did that very well last year against Quinn Ewers, and this was a close game into the fourth quarter, uh, here in Austin. But I don't, I just don't. Look, look, look at last week, and I understand against LIU, against Long Island, you're not going to you're going to be very vanilla uh, if you're Dave Aranda and Jeff Grimes. But even in that game, Sora Robertson threw completed ten passes for 113 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they didn't even really try to throw the ball; they just ran the ball for mm-hmm. 270. But you're not running the ball for 270 against Texas. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Not happen. And and I and as I said earlier, you're looking for a stat that that can help Baylor keep this game close. And you know, a you're at home, a it's at night. And it's a huge game. The last time you'll play Texas, so there's a lot of emotion in the building. But you know, even on a if you go to big twelve stats through three games, Texas has played a tougher schedule, yet they're a yard better yards per play defensively. So they have the better defense. We know they have the better offense. They're a little more explosive. Texas special teams have been outstanding. So it just I think I think that fourteen and a half is about the the right number uh for Texas in this game. But Got to go take care of your business. That's, that's now the new challenge for Texas, to play up to your bar, not down to your competition. Uh, certainly be the case these next two weeks against Baylor and Kansas. Like, Baylor scare, Kansas scares me more next week. Just oh, because yeah, they cause... are so prolific offensively and they are so dynamic at the skill positions. That's the opposite of what I see Baylor. Baylor is just not dynamic oh, at really anywhere.
2: Kansas is probably, in my opinion, I think Kansas is the most um, intriguing, interesting offense um, just from a football theorist perspective, in the Big Twelve, right there with Sark's offense. I think that because they're so compelling, right? They're they're not, you know, Jeff Levy's offense is prolific and they score a lot of points there in Oklahoma, but it's just the air raid offense. I <laughs> mean, it's nothing. It, it. Yeah, it's, exactly there's nothing complex about it. Um, and there's in my opinion, I don't necessarily think that it is an amalgamation of a lot of different parts. Kansas offense is again like it, it is it, there's no way to even really describe it in traditional terms it's you know what i mean it's so outside the box cuz sometimes they got two quarterbacks out there they're doing a lot of cool stuff so in terms of just the how progressive and how modern and multiple the offense is i think Texas and Kansas are the top two offenses in the Big 12 when it comes to how modern multiple uh, modern and multiple, they are. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think Kansas is going to score points on Texas. Throw, put out the, And no matter how good that defense is, I think Kansas will score points on that Texas uh, defense. It'll be more about, and it'll be a shootout, but it'll be about that Texas offense being able to score close to 40 against Kansas. Because you can, because their defense is just as bad as their offense is good.
1: Yeah, Kansas uh, <laughs> 3 0, oh, 3 0. And, oh. and Baylor 1 and 2, and they played all three home games. Yeah. That's the other part of this Baylor team. It's They just look to have to th- have four home games to start your season, and there's a good chance they're going to be one and three. That's a problem, right? That's a problem for Dave Aranda, uh, to say the least. All right, so uh, we've got that on the brain. We're talking uh, college football. Rod will have a rant here coming up. Nick Shuley will be in the house at the bottom Itch. of the hour for our set list ATX, a recap of yesterday's ham nice. benefit day, how that went. Also, I'll thank uh, Nick for a... Big-time ticket he came through for me on Monday night. Uh, One other thing, Rod, before we get to your rant from baseball, uh, where there are 11 games to go uh, in 11 days to go. Today's the 20th. The The season's over at the end of the month. And um, it's as compelling as it – it's hard to say it's compelling because all three teams in the AL West are not playing well right now. Um, they're all. You're starting, to get, you're
2: starting to panic a little bit, I'm huh? panicking. I'm yeah. panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you have been – I don't think you have been freaking out about this AL West race well, I the entire think, season until now. Well, I, I think the Astros <laughs>
1: are going to make it. I just don't – I'm not really confident once they get there because maybe the playoff experience kicks in and all this because here's where the Astros have right? – Astros have now <laughs> fallen under 500 at home this year. They're 38-39. and 39. That's bad. Uh, and they've lost like 14 of their last 18 or 19 games at Minute Maid Park. They're, they're playing. They're kind of collapsing at home. When they get on the road, they're better. But this weekend in Kansas City, they were not. Um, so now here we are with you know, 10 or 11 days to go in the season, and the Astros are a half game up on the Mariners in, uh, in Texas. And the team that's really intriguing is Seattle because they play Oakland today, Rod. This mm-hmm. afternoon. And after that game, their next ten games are against the Astros and the Rangers. Uh, head-to-head. They play three with Texas, then they play three with Houston, and then they play four with Texas. Uh, so that's Seattle can either be in it and win it or way out. And meanwhile, Houston has those three with Seattle head-to-head, but then they've got some other what seem to be easier games than the uh, Rangers and Mariners going head-to-head. But, uh, again, the, the the Astros aren't pitching that well. Their bullpen has been leaky. No. And uh, they're, they're just not winning their home games, so that's troubling. Astros have Kansas City, who they just dropped 2 of 3-2. they got Baltimore today. They've got to try to salvage a game in this series. Then they get Kansas City for 3 this week, uh, weekend. And then they get Seattle at Seattle in a critical series. Then they end the year with Arizona. So you know this is going to go to the wire, and one of the teams is not going to make it because we know Baltimore and Tampa are in. Toronto is in the mix, too. Toronto, Texas. Seattle and Houston all volleying for the final three spots. So, one team will get left out when it's all said and done in the American League because the Twins are going to win the Central. I'll also mention from the baseball side, uh, it should not be understated what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing in
2: Atlanta. This is uh, spectacular. This is extraordinary.
1: Uh, Well, nobody in the history of baseball has gone 30 60 in a season, meaning 30 home runs and 60 home runs, or 60 steals, 30 home runs, 60 steals. Not even Ricky. No one's done it. Nobody. Ronald Acuna is closing in on a 40-70 season Rod, He had two home runs last night. He's one home run away from 40. He's three stolen bags away from 70. So he's definitely going to get it. So think about that. No one's ever done 30-60. He's he's the first player to do that. He's already achieved that. He's he's going to get to 40-70. And he's batting 340. Guy's unbelievable. What the hell? Yeah, man. It's one of the great offensive seasons ever. And he's a great center fielder, too. Well, what a player. Uh, MVP at 25, without a doubt, in the National League. All right, let's uh, get Rod's rant of the day, the second of his two.
2: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore.
1: Find out what happens
0: when people stop being polite and start getting real.
2: You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Let's oh, listen. you've done it down. now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. Okay, so I want to uh, talk about a couple of um Cowboys nuggets and stats that I saw they just kind of put things into perspective about how dominant the Cowboys have been through the first two weeks. Also, there was a very surprising C.J. Stroud stat that I also want to share, too, that shows you, if you're a Texans fan out there, how impressive C.J. Stroud has been. Let's start with the Cowboys, though, um, because a lot of people have them at the top of their power rankings, hard to, uh, hard to really throw out any team that's been more impressive than the Cowboys have been throughout the first two weeks. Uh, but here's a stat for you about how good that Cowboys defense has been. Shout-out to uh, I met my man Bobby Belt. Shout-out to Stathead. Head. You know, it's a combination uh, to try to figure out this little nugget. But the Cowboys haven't allowed their opponents to take a second-half snap inside the team's 40-yard line. (laughs) I'll repeat that, sack because it is. It takes a while to to, to process it all. The Cowboys haven't allowed their opponents to take a second-half snap inside the team's 40-yard line. To put that into perspective, going back to 1994, the Cowboys are the only team to ever do that through the first two weeks of the season since ninety four. Um, A lot of good defenses uh, in that time span, uh, but the Cowboys have done something that no great defense in that time span has done, which is uh, uh, not allowed uh, their opponents to take a second-half snap inside their team's 40-yard line through the first two weeks. Here's another. They've only allowed two second-half snaps on their side of the field this season. (laughs) Those Those two plays resulted in a sack for Michael Parsons and an interception for Trevon Diggs. And through two games this season, Dallas has allowed an opponent pass rating under 35, sacked the QB 10 times, and not allowed a rushing touchdown, the only other team since the AFL-NFL merger uh, in 1970, that also can claim that statistical criteria would be the 1979 Pittsburgh Steelers, who also the Cowboys have something in common with because that was the last team in the NFL that led the NFL in takeaways three straight seasons. And the Cowboys have done it under Dan Quinn for two straight seasons. First team since the Steel Curtain to do that. And they are hoping, and right now they are leading the NFL in takeaways, sacks, total defense, scoring defense, uh, and pressure percentage, pressure rate, pretty much every de- defensive category you want to look at. And they would be the first team since the Steel Curtain uh, to lead the NFL in takeaways in three straight years. to so show you they are doing something pretty special in Dallas right now. There you go. Some crazy stats. Can I play you something? uh on that note uh real quick I want to play this real quick from oh, you Ty yeah I got something I got to play from Ty real quick that's kind of put a tunnel then we can get to your your audio so remember yesterday I pointed out I said listen if Michael Parsons is going to be in the MVP discussion and only been two defensive players to win MVP in, in in the history of the NFL uh you had uh Alan Page uh won it and uh Lawrence Taylor won it right only two defensive players to ever win it and Michael Parsons might be in that conversation this year because he's just that damn good here is uh, Micah Parsons on the Pat McAfee show. Yesterday I said if he's going to win it, they're going to have to put him on offense. They got to. It's the only way to do it. J.J. Watt, when he, was in the, when he was in the conversation for MVP, the Texans put him on offense, and I think he was able to finish, I don't know, top three or top four in MVP voting that year. If Micah's going to win it, he's got to flash somewhere on offense. Here is Micah Parsons on the Pat McAfee show. Tone has a question for you. Micah, speaking of being a world-class
0: athlete, like – I see you come off the edge, and I see your agility, I see your power, and all I can think about is you with the ball in your hands, and then you see, like, what Travis Hunter's doing both ways in college. Have you have you gone up to Big Mike yet and told him that you need to get some touches on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball, maybe a couple
2: tosses or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Big Mike actually let me get a couple scout team reps. Oh! <laughs> whoa. Okay. Yeah, he, he might not let y'all know that. I, I probably shouldn't have spilled the tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, good news. That's Big Mike still got his fastball. Yeah, Is yeah. that something that you, you know, push? Uh, Well, Mike Mike Mike's super cool, man. i would be telling – like, like even, like, on uh, the launch days, I do pat and goals with the receiver. I said, Mike, you see me tracking this thing? He's like, yeah, it's a gift. I see you have it. You know, I just keep trying to show him glimpses of whatever uh, opportunities I can get to let him know I'm trying to touch this ball in the NFL. Let's go Vrabel, J.J. Watt. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, there's uh, – Fridge. The Fridge obviously had touchdown – there's a – storied history of defensive players who are freak athletes scoring touchdowns in the biggest moment. Why not, Big Mike? All right, there There you you go. go. So, I'm telling you, I said it yesterday, I think you're going to see Michael Parsons on offense, whether it be tight end or whether it be running back. Remember, he was a running back in high school. He scored 27 touchdowns on just 112 carries (laughs) in high school. Yeah, he scored a touchdown every four carries as a high school running back.
1: In Florida, right?
2: Yeah. No, up, no, 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 he's up north. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. He's up north, yeah, Pennsylvania.
1: He's up north. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, sorry, go you, ahead. New nah. York, can, I, can I play this yes, for please. you? Yes, please. Because you predicted that, Rod, to get him on offense, and that would be smart. If you're the, Cowboys have had to settle for some field goals. Come on now. Get Micah Parsons in there, see if anybody can cover him. He might be their <laughs> fastest player. Uh, also, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was on the Cowherd Show this week and ooh, was asked ooh, about because I heard some of that. Can we hear Jimmy Johnson when asked about this Cowboys defense and how good it is? Oh, this is good.
2: It it's as good as I've seen in a
1: long time, and they really play to their offense. I think uh, with McCarthy calling plays now, they, he understands how good that defense is, and so if, if they just won't turn it over offensively, uh, and 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 if they're efficient offensively, run the football, have some balance, take advantage of field position, that defense can win a lot of games, uh, and maybe win every game. I, I, Colin, I think. There are probably three or four teams just as talented in the league, but I don't see anybody playing any better on
2: Sunday than the Cowboys. You know, Jimmy. Right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what we said. Well, 70
1: to 10. 70 to 10. I mean, I, again, I know they play the Jets and the Giants, and that's fine. But at the same time, Giants were a playoff team a year ago. Jets want to be a playoff team, and they have a yep. playoff roster outside quarterback. Exactly. And that's why I said the defense, as we expected. Made it really difficult on the Jets' offense, but the Cowboys' offense controlled the ball for 42 minutes against the top five defense. That's I mean, Robert Sala. That was the nightmare. We can't get the get them off the field um limited our possessions and you know that's that's really impressive what the Cowboys are doing can they keep this going that becomes the question long haul for the Dallas Cowboys
2: exactly and they will get the ultimate test we know that We're in week 5 when they got to face the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, okay let's get to the uh the Texan stat that I want to share i brought this up earlier today i was surprised when i was just looking at nfl stats found out cj stroud has faced the third highest pressure rate through his first two nfl games of any quarterback in the league Um, and it comes after a week where he was missing four starting offensive linemen which there's no doubt that cj stroud played behind the weakest o-line in the nfl in week two and yet he's still fourth in the nfl in passing yards hasn't thrown an interception And when he's been able to avoid pressure, he's actually been really good for the Texans when he's able to be been able to avoid that pressure. So it it is surprising to see him fourth in the NFL in passing yards. Even more surprising that he's done that under duress the majority of the time.
1: I think you see the makings of what Houston wants to be if they can get that O line healthy and get they're going to get Titus Howard back in a couple of weeks from the hand. Uh, You know, Laramie Tunsil will come back. Uh, the center Juice Scruggs will be back. The one that's not come back is Kenyon Green at left guard. But if they can get back to four of those five projected starters, now you got a chance to run the ball a bit with Damian Pierce, which they haven't been able to establish with all the backups in. But C.J. strategy as you said, he's averaging 313 yards a game. He hasn't that's turned good, the ball man. over, and he's getting pressured like hell. He is. He's completing 64% of his passes while he's getting you know pressured like heck. And um, he did have the strip sack fumble or strip sack last week, but yeah. that's you know he was he was immediately under pressure. Upon the snap, so you're right. I think as a Texans fan, like I am and you are, Rod, you see what why he was such a high draft pick, and he, he's
2: he's playing better than Bryce Young is right now. No doubt about it. And uh, is it the Texans aren't necessarily right now? They're not building the offense to make it as CJ Str- CJ Stroud friendly as possible. Um, just to give you an example, they Bobby Sloak is from the Shanahan coaching tree, so he ultimately wants to run kind of that Shanahan offense. And Shanahan runs a lot of heavier sets, run oriented sets. One back, two tight ends, 12 personnel, two backs, one tight end, uh, 21 personnel. And Texas, the Texans tried to do that. Uh, they actually, when they had those heavier sets on the field, uh, they had uh, 21 plays for 53 yards. But when they had 11 personnel on the field, you're talking about 58 plays for 336 yards and two touchdowns. So they're much better right now in 11 personnel than they are in those heavier sets. So I know Bobby Sloan wants to be like Shanahan. A lot of people do, uh, but you got to have the pieces in place to do it. Texans don't have those pieces. What they do have is a nice complement of wide receivers, uh, and they got a young quarterback who can be a gunslinger, and they can get the ball out of his hands quickly. When you're playing those heavier sets, you're, 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 you're pivoting to play-action pass principles. Longer developing routes, you need protection to get that ball downfield. With those 11 personnel sets, you can get the ball out really quickly on some short, high percentage, oh, quick quick game routes. CJ's throwing, showing the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you want. Again, in the
1: NFL, yeah. if you get quarterback right, you got a chance, and not this year, but if you get quarterback right, you feel good about it. And so far, it looks like the Texans took a right, took took a good player at number uh, number two. Hey, we come back. We'll go set list ATX. By the way, one NFL news of breaking news. Not surprising, but according to multiple reports, now the Browns, who lost Nick Chubb to that devastating knee injury on on Monday night, close to signing Kareem Hunt. Close to signing Kareem Hunt today. So Already we'll picked keep, him up in my fantasy league. Uh, pick him up in fantasy. Nice. Uh, Jerome Ford will be the uh, running back. Or Ward will be the running back right now. We come back at Setlist List ATX with Nick. We'll play a little hmm. Who Said That for the end of the hour.
0: Like Hook 'em up mess. with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the horn. <laughs> Did
1: we really just return from a break with Nickelback? That really just happened? Oh my gosh. Of all the things, of all the people. <laughs> Oh, man. It must That's, mean they're on the set list that somewhere. must mean they're on the set list. got to be on the man, set all list. All they do is write hits. That's right. All they do is write <laughs> hits. Uh, look Say who it what is. It's yeah, time like for a Set List ATX and the live music capital of the world. We get you the uh, roadmap to the best live shows starting tonight through next Tuesday with our man Nick Shuley, I'm the, uh, the president of the Austin Music Movement. I know you've been busy with the Texas NIL activity as well and... Yesterday was Ham Benefit. They had that all go.
0: Yeah, it was it was cool. I went down I uh, you guys I heard you guys talk about it. Like yeah, I went down to that HGB on Lake Austin, which I hadn't been to that since they redid that. And man, that place is two story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. And mm-hmm. so they they had it kinda in the foyer there. And uh, one of my good friends who uh Troy Campbell, who uh played played that, he was actually the person that Ham was created for. His manager at the time created it because like Troy said, he was just a mess at the time mm-hmm. and needed all this help, and and sh- and she was like, "You need healthcare, you need all this stuff," and so she thought of this idea as uh, the the legendary Robin Shivers, and she passed away, but um, but she kind of created him from that moment, and so Troy played and told some stories. It was really cool, and they had a bunch mm-hmm. of, I mean, Shiny Ribs was there, uh, May May Lott, who's one of my favorite artists. There were a lot of a lot of good
1: artists there. That was great. Good That's stuff. Cool. And uh, hopefully they, made, they raised a ton of money uh, on Ham Benefit Day all day yesterday. And uh, Nick Shuley with us. And I want to thank you. Speaking of in the hits, you and I were at the uh, Jason Isbull show in uh, the <laughs> taping, the ACL taping. You came through with that, uh, that Hail Mary ticket for me. And what a great show that was uh, on Saturday night, uh, or on Monday night, I should say, the taping for an upcoming episode of ACL TV, season 49. And uh, what a show. Now you were telling me cuz I, I mean people who love Jason Isbell love his music but the, they had two drummers going. They had their normal drummer but they brought in a, a second drummer which really added to the to the to the sound and you you know the drummer. He's a local guy. Yeah, well he he I think he'm 99%
0: sure he tours with them and so yeah, it's Will Johnson who was the front man for Centromatic, who were, like one of the best hmm. best bands in that scene and he's been around for a minute. He's actually on he's got an in-store this week. He does a lot of solo stuff but it just shows you the caliber of musician that's in Jason's band when you have a guy who's one of probably the most legendary Austin musicians is your
1: second percussionist and
0: multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> in yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And, it, and I had never seen Jason with uh, two two drummers. It really – because, look, I mean, he's he's kind of an Americana singer, but he's that's a rock band. That's a rock yeah. and roll band. And his new album, there's a lot of rock on it, the, uh, the Weather Vanes. And they can jam. And there's so, there's
0: something about it when both those drummers are playing the exact same part at the same time. I mean, most of the time the other one's kind of filling in something. But when they play that same part and they're both hitting the same things, like it's almost like they're competing. And I, I don't know. I love power. it. Like, huh.
1: It's powerful. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. It was very, very good. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that episode when it does come out. Thank you again, Nick. That was awesome. And uh, thanks for coming through. That was a tough ticket to get, and in you the got clutch. one. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> came course, through man. in the clutch. <laughs> uh, all right, so where are we going to see live music? By uh, well, the way, do we have a, before we do? Do we have an NIL update? Anything, anything <laughs> percolating with the Longhorns and the na- name, image, and likeness front?
0: Oh yeah, we had a cool one come through with uh, Clarkfield Creative, and we'll be we'll be announcing it soon. Uh, this is kind of on the for-profit side, and uh, we uh, the, uh, the the good folks at Gallery Furniture and the legendary hey. Mattress, Mattress Mac, Mac hey. have uh, have done a deal with uh, with Kelvin Banks. And so we were we were working on some of that last night, and I guess that what they told me is that Max' question to everyone is how did you how did you sleep last night when he <laughs> talks to him? And so I guess he he's
2: asked, a all the time. How he asked
0: sleep? Kelvin this question, and and uh you know, I, and I guess Kelvin was like, oh, you know, I'm, it was okay. And he and Kelvin's like really really soft spoken, super sweet kid. It's it's amazing that he's such a monster on the field because yeah. like he's such and a and nice, humble and everything. Oh yeah. my gosh, man, yeah. he's such a good kid and. Uh, and so I guess he asked him that, and you know, Kelvin was just like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm good," you know, or, or something like that. And uh, and Mac was like, "What?" you know. And so he he, uh, as part of this deal, has sent like sent like a brand new mattress, like all oh, this man. all this kind of stuff. And so we we did uh, we kind of helped move it in and did some we're, we're doing some content around that, and they'll put that out. But the mattress was the craziest thing i've ever seen i mean my mattress does one thing it sits there i sleep, sleep on, on it. it that's that's, it. that's <laughs> about it occasionally
1: <laughs> something else yeah exactly. <laughs> you like every,
0: you know. every once in a while <laughs> then, uh but yeah so it had a, it had usb ports in the mattress what? it had it has a coolant Something in it. It has speakers. The speakers would t- would come f- like you could channel your sound from your TV into your speakers to get surround sound. I have.
2: It's a smart mattress. It, I've basically. never seen
0: anything like it. Like that I wow. I wanted to look up like how much how much one of those runs. I was like, man. I, and I,
2: and he's got to be big, right? I mean, I imagine. normal It was a king size. California yeah, king, yeah exactly. Going on. Hey. But
0: yeah, I was like, I need a. I was like, my ma- I, my mattress is nowhere near this. I got some mattress envy now. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, Matt- When Mattress
2: Mag picks out your mattress. It's gonna be the top oh, notch mattress, right? Oh, you know
1: it. You know <laughs> it. <yeah>. Hand picked, <laughs> lifetime tell. Longhorn mattress man. Yeah, Amen. Yeah.
2: Well, legendary at this point, he should be considered to be a legendary lifetime Longhorn. Just from the stuff he's done in the community.
1: Here, uh, all I the people we, we work
0: with, like like Gerald, Christian, everybody, like a, a good friend of ours, connected this and really helped set this up. He's the man. And uh, like he, like Gerald and Christian and all the guys that kind of run the marketing are so awesome, so fun to work with. It's been it's been cool. It's a it's a cool crew, and they yeah. do some they do some these, and you you can tell they have fun and like and they they all have like nothing but amazing thing to say about Mac. He just seems like the best
2: he's gonna have a statues in Houston whenever whenever he passes he'll (laughs) have statues in H Town. They love him that much he can walk around any part of Houston, the most dangerous parts of the concrete jungle and nobody would mess with matches I, back. I he's got that kind of street When, cred when he style. flashes up on the screen oh, at the, on the Jumbotron, everybody
0: goes crazy before everybody, he even says anything. So it's
2: like, much he's love the and man. respect for that dude, man. He's the man. Yeah. All right,
1: let's get the picks. This is where uh, Nick sets uh, the set list. Where are you going to be seeing live music starting tonight? And uh, you also have a ticket giveaway coming up to get out to the Saxon Pub this weekend. Uh, where are we going? Good shows tonight, starting with the Wednesday. Yeah, it's kind
0: of a le- uh, legacy week. There's a lot of these kind of legacy artists, but today's pretty packed. Like, Neon Trees will be at Scootin, who are kind of a great... Mm-hmm. Uh, radio kind of rock band three doors down or at moody amphitheater outdoors there uh the wonder years one of my favorite punk bands are playing mohawk uh switchfoot kind of uh they were like christian radio rock crossover but they're playing in the 90s they're playing or 2000s they're playing paramount theater uh james bay is at emo is a great british artist uh, and then still Austin, still still Austin whiskey does this cool little showcase out at their at their distillery, uh, and they have West Twenty Second and me and Adam, who are two groups I really really like from Austin, are playing. And then Beth Orton, kind of uh, I believe she's described as folktronica. She's playing stateside at Paramount. She's phenomenal and a really, really good writer. So packed, packed day tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that nice. is that's like seven good shows on a Wednesday night in Austin, Texas. Uh, how about Thursday night? Uh, big one down out of Dakota.
0: Yeah, they got uh, Jelly Roll, who's you know just blown up. He's one of the biggest Bro artists country. In, in, in country right now. And Ashley McBride's opening opening for him. That one will be packed. And then today's the start of uh fantastic fest not necessarily music related but the alamo draft house does one of the biggest film festivals in the u.s and that goes oh, from dang. today through the 28th of september and that's it's worth checking out and alamo does an amazing
1: job at that yeah a fantastic fest very
0: cool yeah and then friday citizen cope is playing green hall which will be super. get your uh, su- guns
1: up <laughs> super
0: cool <laughs> he's and- a red
1: raider right Yeah, he he went to Texas Tech. I didn't know that. Is he? He's from Texas? No, he's from like Washington DC, but went to uh, Texas Tech. I had no idea. That is, I would never have picked
0: that. (laughs) Uh, And then Kelly Willis, Kelly Willis will be at the Saxon Pub, and uh, uh, Austin guitar slinger Paul Val will be playing uh, the Continental Club, and then some some good uh, hip hop kind of singing. Is uh, Ty dollar signs at Stubbs, who I'm a oh, big, yeah. big fan of. No up and then more, uh, more you know, deep country. Lainey Wilson. Oh, she's, she's playing, blowing up. She's blowing up. Man. She's playing the Round Rock amp, and that one sold out. Was,
2: was she the one e that was on Yellowstone? Which one? Laney Wilson.
1: Yes. She was out right? there. That would, that would make sense. Yeah, they had that her on there for sense. like a couple episodes. She was like yep. a love interest or something She's got legs for days. Legs for days. Well, she's got
2: that donk too. <laughs> right now. Dragging right that now. wagon back there. I think that's where everybody loves wagon. her. Yeah, she's dragging that wagon, man.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, and Saturday, we, we, you know, the, the legends we spoke about, Nickelback will be playing the, the, <laughs> oh. the Moody Center. And, It'll be and, packed in yeah, there, yeah, it, I mean, man, hate you can hate all you want, but all they do is <laughs> write hits, man. People be trying
2: to hide their faces they run into the Nickelback concert. Exactly. Like, we don't like Nickelback. You know, if-
0: know, you know ten songs, and you don't even know it. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't know ten Nickelback songs. I don't know. So. I think
2: you you would know three of at least four. Three or <laughs> four. Yeah. You can't help it, man. I, I know them.
1: I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Uh, all I do is write hits.
0: That is true. Yeah, I'm right. And then uh, uh so uh, a good indie groups playing Mohawk Bahamas. And then uh Bruce Robeson at the Continental Club will be a cool one that's gonna that's gonna be a heavy you know, heart yeah heavy heavy show, but it should be pretty cool his to brother see that. Charlie just passed away last weekend and then mm. uh the one we'll have ticket giveaway for this week Jonathan Tyler's playing the the Saxon pub and if you haven't seen Jonathan, he's an awesome local musician and that one's that one's worth checking out um a cool kind of uh you know I'd say like dance rock band the midnight are playing Stubs, I really like them they've got a really cool single. And then the legendary, I had to look up all like what songs she did, but Pat Benatar and I believe it's, is it her husband? Neil Gerardle. Neil Gerardo, yeah. Uh, are playing ACL Live on Saturday night. And uh, yeah, I had no idea how many hits she'd written. Actually, like, she's, she's, she's a I mean, old, she's big, she's,
2: big time. That's how old is Pat Benatar? She's got to be old, right? That's Pat a Benatar's in her 60s. Oh, okay, yeah. that's, she I was, that's She was that's an 80s rock goddess. Yeah, yep, there you go. she, she definitely I you know, Love is a battlefield, Love is a battlefield and battlefield.
1: Heartbreaker. I mean she speaking of hit after hit. Yeah, Heartbreaker. Uh she is seventy years old now. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. 70. Still
2: torn. Still and, going strong. Yeah.
0: And so she on Sunday they're doing uh they're playing their show on Saturday and then they're doing a, an ACL taping on yeah. Sunday. That's so right. that'll, that'll be cool. And then Daughtry will be at Paramount. You know, he gets he gets kind of put in that nickelback category a little. He's got he's another <laughs> yeah. one that's got a lot of hits for days. He's off American Idol. Yeah, that's right. And Three Doors Down's kind of it's in that of same my category. My, one of my wife's favorite oh. of all
1: time. So it's such a such a cute guy. That <laughs> well, Chris Daughtry. But, but
0: it's another one where he's got all these great songs. And same with Three Doors Down. You can say all you want about these
1: groups, but they just write hits.
2: Yeah, and then uh, is Daughtry the one Cash that beat checks.
1: Adam Levine. Adam Levant, Adam Levine, not Adam Levine, but who you, Adam uh, Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert, yes, right, the one who does yeah. the Queen tour, right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was so much better, but still somehow. But D- Daughtry did Daughtry won. win it? But yeah, Daughtry's a dreamboat. Okay. That's my wife. He's a dream boat
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's a dream boat
1: I'm gonna use that from now he's, on.
0: But he, I got such a dreamboat. He's
2: on so, the celebrity hall pass list for your wife. <laughs>
0: I, I, for, yeah. So, so, so don't get tickets for that if I show. Remember the American <laughs> yeah. want,
2: No backstage passes yeah. for e for that show. No. Got <laughs>
0: That's funny. And then the, the legendary Wailers from uh, the, the Bob Marley oh. days are playing at Far Out Lounge. I, Man. I wonder how many original members are in that, but uh, I don't know. Far but, Out Lounge, that's down by me. Yeah. Down in South Austin. Yeah, me too. End of, uh, end of Congress there. And then one of the first cassette tapes I ever purchased in my life, Diggable Planets. Oh, I remember Diggable yeah. Planets. Cool like that. That's Wow. Yeah, they have their 30th anniversary tour at Emo's, which will be really cool. They were like a really good yeah. kind of yep. early hip-hop yep. group. I remember that. Uh, and then Monday, uh, the one we mentioned, Will Johnson from, who's you know in, in in touring with Jason Isbell, he has his Waterloo Records in store for his new release. is cool. definitely worth checking out. Really like him. And then uh, another man who's been blowing up, Noah Kahn, uh, is play, doing an ACL taping. And then Ann Wilson of Heart will be at the Paramount Theater that night as well, as well as John Doe from X will be playing Hole in the Wall. And then Tuesday, Boys Like Girls, some good pop punk. Uh, it's like a, I think it's an mm. anniversary tour of one of their big records. They're playing Stubbs. Uh, Dylan Matthew, a really, really cool kind of artist that's blown up on TikTok, will be playing the Scoot Inn. And lastly, I had to throw a little San Antonio in there uh, Guns and Roses with Allison Chains at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Ooh.
2: E. Hogan, I when he gets to that one. And the Guns and... Nah. I was Ax- hoping Axel
0: Carrie Underwood be. would be there. Yeah, I, thought, I remember y'all talking we about that. Yeah, Carrie Underwood would be there
1: singing the Guns and Roses with Axl Rose, because she can sing better than Axl Rose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great stuff right there. Good weekend. Uh, really good tonight. The Neon Trees will be over at Scoot In. Also, uh, looking forward to that Friday night when you got Citizen Cope. And yeah, he did go to Texas Tech, by the way. Wow. He, did go to Texas I would have never guessed that. Who's
0: the lead singer of Allison Chains now? Um, good question. Because Lane Staley passed, right? And A long time ago. And uh, Jerry Cantrell passed. I don't. I don't. Or did I just? Uh, did, did you just bury two people? The,
1: did I just well, kill the, people? That oh were alive? no! The original guy killed himself. Yeah. La-
2: mm.
1: Lane Staley's did. Is Cantrell still alive? I'll find that out. Yeah. Hmm. It says Daughtry did not win American I Came in third. Oh. Okay. Hey, who's better... the guy that beat Adam Lambert then? I'll find, Someone that. On the I will text find that out.
2: I never watched American Idol. Like I, I've that. never. I've never watched. That, it. Never that was, I mean, that was I the last time deal. I watched
1: it. Yeah it was like
0: I was a kid when that was I, like, I mean yeah. I I like a lot of the music that's come out of it I'm not going to lie but I just I just don't I haven't Including watched it Including Carrie Underwood
1: Yeah um, Kelly Clarkson Joshery, I, don't, I don't know if we won a lot and I just know my, my wife had a crush on him Big, <laughs> Big Justin Guarini fan uh, Justin Guarini The original <laughs> My wife has seen Every season Every episode Really <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I love that oh, whole yeah, oh, yeah. Hey uh, Alright Nick Great stuff man Thanks again for the uh, the Jason Isbell show And for your work On the ham benefit day Yesterday Great stuff hey, man. With our her. with our rundown We'll get this posted up On our website HornFM.com If you ever think man, I want to go see Some live music tonight Go to the website you know, We'll have the roadmap there And you can pick show Night by night with uh with Nick's picks right there. We also have some tickets to give away. A pair of tickets to see Jonathan Taylor Tyler at the Saxon Pub Saturday night, the legendary Saxon Pub, right there on South Lamar. Uh we'll give that to caller five. Caller five, four four seven, three seven seven six. That's five one two um 4, 4, 7, 3776 Come right back. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll do some who said that on the other who side. Said Cheers to savings. Ooh, MS hey. that. Hey. Hey. Yeah, who said it? By the way, somebody on the Specs sex line said David Archuleta won the American Idol program that year. David Archuleta, the
2: little guy. I have no idea who, were, who, who Adam Lamer that, right here? Uh,
1: that what was. Here, That's what this texter says. No, Chris Allen. Beats. Okay. I have no idea. Season names. All right, there you go.
2: I just didn't watch uh, any of and
1: Somebody said Cantrell is still in the band Allison Chain, so thank you for that. Ooh, so y'all killed
2: somebody prematurely? Yeah.
1: Sorry, y'all. Sorry, Cantrell, <laughs> whatever his name is. All right, Rob, what do we have And Who Said That? We play each other sound and try to decipher or discover under, uncover who it is. Who do you got?
2: Uh, all right, you probably know who this guy is because he's been the talk of the town Give of the, to the college football world as of late. Uh, but who said that? We kind of got into it once we could kind of it. oh, wow, Shadar, look, this is, you're going to be in the NFL next year. I didn't you know he ain't. I didn't say you. I said we got to play some next year. I said both of us. What you say, we? I said we got to play them next year. Play like who? So what you,
1: what you trying to say? What you trying to say?
2: What you trying to say?
1: What y'all ain't going nowhere.
2: Okay. 371, the note on that is... Uh... <laughs>
1: All right, there we go. all right, so Dion, that's a lot of background noise. It is background
2: noise. our will fall for that.
1: That's all right. But so is <laughs> so he, that he and his son talking about?
2: He is talking to both of his sons, Shadur and Shiloh, and saying that they are not going to the NFL next year. He is implying that they are coming back to Colorado next season. That's well, what he's saying.
1: They're making he NIL told his kids that
2: they're not going to the NFL next season. We need you, but they can. I mean, they're grown, so they can make their own decisions. Well, but well,
1: if you can talk your son to come back, and you can build some offensive line depth and get the defensive line, because <laughs> that kid can lead you to a big to a championship. He's that good. I think he's, the, he's uh, something else.
2: You think he's going to be what? If he he did leave next season, what order of quarterback would he be drafted? I think he'd be. He's in not going to play behind Caleb or Williams. Williams. Uh, really? You think he'd be Drake I just, May? I, I, Drake May? Uh,
1: he, I mean, he's big enough. He's shown poise. You know, every time he gets blitzed, he's under pressure a lot, but yet he still makes plays. Makes plays. I, his toughness was on display against Colorado State. His clutch gene was on display against Colorado State, bringing them back from 28-17 down. Uh, really like him, and he is just so confident and calm in the pocket and then can make every throw. Yes, he can. Uh, he's carrying that team right now, especially with Travis Hunter. out. They'll play Oregon this weekend. Who said this, Rod? Who said that? You're going to know it, but uh wasn't, wasn't only Texas who struggled with a, uh, what was seen to be a, a heavily underdog opponent last week. Who said this? This is what we train for. This is what we work for. This is who we are. We sat right here, and we, we had an identity game against Missouri on the road. You know what? It was very similar to this. It was very similar to this. It was sloppy. It was nasty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. And then we came out, and we found a way. We always said it would not be pretty. Here's the goal for the second half. We're going to get about six possessions on offense. Six possessions, y'all got me? Including the first one. We're going to score on four of them, okay? They might score once more on defense, but that's it. You understand? And we're going to win the game. We're going to come back in here and have a good time and figure out how we can get better. This is what I need. This is what I need. Anybody listening? We need to win one moment at a time. What's the first moment?
2: Kickoff return.
1: Georgia is trailing. There you go. There you go. Who said that, Rod?
2: Um, that was Kirby Smart.
1: Yes, I about His halftime speech down 14 <laughs> 3 to South Carolina Saturday. They come back and win that game. And he was right. They went out and scored. And, you know, South Carolina actually didn't score in the second half.
2: I know. That's, I mean, it's a, I love his, um, no, the real, the, the point of the, 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 really the speech was make sure you maximize every play. Don't Miss- be thinking about the next play or the previous play. That one play, I need you to give me all you got, and I need to crystallize your focus to execute that one play.
1: And that's what we train for. This is yeah. what we train for. Um, you know, cause, uh. And I think this is something Steve Sarkeesian can say. You know, It's not always going to be pretty, guys. We're going to have games like this. And uh, not always going to look mm-hmm. like the Alabama game did. Uh, and that's and, you know, when you get in conference play like Texas is now and headed into in Georgia, that's what it's about, winning Ws. W's.
2: Yeah, who cares? All
1: how- gas, no excuses. It's just about wins and losses at this point.
2: Yeah, they weren't all pretty for TCU last year either. No, they weren't. <laughs> they found a way to keep winning them in the fourth quarter, and it got them to the national title game.
1: We'll play That's some more audio coming up, uh, including, uh, it may be official now, Maybe official, the whole Taylor Swift, Jace, uh, Travis Kelsey rumors. Looks like it's confirmed. What? Now confirmed, Rod. Right? Uh-oh. We'll get you some audio on that coming up. In the fabulous fifth quarter, which is coming next, on Austin's only local morning sports conversation, five hours a day, five days a week. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.